beautiful tomorrow, shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Hey there, everybody. I'm Sean. And I'm Jackie. And this is of Mice and Main Street Men. Except today, it's Mice and Main Street Man and Main Street Woman. Hi. Hi. We are back this week to uh, finish up an episode that we started a little while ago uh, when we started talking about our Disney trip this past January. And we went on and on and realized it was time to be Lou Mangello and go, you know what? We're going to finish this on another episode. So uh, so what? What? Uh, where did we get in our in our ramblings? Well, I think we finished our Disney adventure and we're getting ready to move on to Universal. I that's think right. that's where we decided to stop. And and I guess technically, I mean, Tristan and I have have alluded to the people down the street, but I think this will be the first, ep- I, I know it's the first episode to actually focus on not a Disney park. So congratulations. We are making history. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It's a history-making episode of our podcast as we discuss <laughs> our trip to Universal. So as we had set up, we spent, what, six six days, seven days, six nights, six beautiful nights. At, it was a three-hour tour. It was a three-hour tour <laughs> uh, at Disney uh, because we went with our friend Emily. We were there for four days and did all four parks. And then we had the fam portion of my agency trip. We were there for th- like three more days. And the, 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 I guess it was Saturday morning. Is it Saturday morning? It was Saturday You're morning. asking the wrong person. I was already so worn out by that point. I didn't know what month it was. It's true. It was January though. I remember that. Okay. And it was, it was a Saturday, but uh, we were we were striving to get to the park pretty much by opening, but for the very first time in my lifetime, and I guess for the first time in yours too, because you haven't been to Universal much without me, correct? I have. I went to Universal as a child one time, but it in was Florida? in it was in California. In California, right? Oh, and shout out uh, anyone who saw my recent uh, Travel Tuesday knows that the super the Super Nintendo World opened out in California, but I only bring it up now to caution you. That's only in California right now. Uh, that it will open eventually in Disney when Epic Universe, the new brand new Universal theme park, opens in like a year or two. But anyway, okay, Spokey. Okay, Come I ran down my spoke. Come you get to back. be you get to be Mrs. Hubby Junior. <laughs> I don't know that you'll get a t-shirt for that, but probably not. I think that's fine. All right. But uh, so our goal was to get there early and we were staying on, on site at a universal resort, which, uh, I was really excited about how, how were you feeling? I wanted to try it out. Um, and I actually was pretty impressed with the accommodations that we had. We did stay at the Lowe's Portofino resort. Uh, one of three of of Universal's luxury resorts. The there's the Pacific, the Royal Pacific, and uh, Hard Rock Cafe are the other two. But this one has an Italian theme. Mm-hmm. Really, very. I mean, very pretty, very Disney theming. Wouldn't you say? Well, uh, there was attention to detail. I wouldn't call it Disney theming. Okay. Yes. Attention to detail, like our little boat harbor out back had like little gondolas moored out in the middle of it. And I mean, it was it was very picaresque, I believe is the word. 
Okay. Um, but anyway, so we had to, we piled into our Uber at the crack of hell and, and went and got dropped off at our, at our resort. Cause we had to check in. And the big reason we had to check in was because by staying at any of the universal deluxe resorts, you automatically qualify for the universal unlimited express pass. And uh, do you want to tell the folks what that is? Do you really think I'm the best person to describe this? <laughs> Let's see if you figured, I'm a travel agent. I should be able to describe okay. it. But see, well, see if you, by participating, can you tell people what it is? I I suppose so. It's, it's kind of like um, Genie Plus, but in the fact that you can, um, in theory, skip ahead in the line, um, you get to go in the express lane. Yes. Um, if it's unlimited, because it's unlimited, you can use it on attractions as many times as you want. Right. There's another version that's the cheap version that you can use it. Right. And you I can, would, you can skip the line once per attraction. And I would use the term cheap relatively here because cheaper cheaper than the fancy version but yes so so uh universal has taken the idea of express passes and has uh their version is yes the 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 unlimited no not the unlimited the express pass is sort of like being able to use the fast pass lanes and being able to use them once for each attraction and uh, so if if we're going to use it once at each attraction, it's it's a lot like the current Genie Plus is really what that boils down to. However, I, I and I should have checked my prices before I came into this episode, but I know for a fact that it is much more expensive than Genie Plus for a day. Now, the Unlimited Express Pass is even more and... I believe that runs about $130 on top of your ticket price. If you walked in the gate and said, I want to do unlimited express pass. And again, I think it's tiered, um, but it really is an investment, which is part of why staying at one of the deluxe resorts makes a lot of sense. So, so we had to check into the hotel. We were able to get our card that was our unlimited express pass. And we were off to the park and what was that adventure like? Well, did we take the boat over right uh, then? No, that day, I, I don't remember. I don't remember if we did or not. Um, well, we can talk about the boat. I don't have to go exactly in order because it's right. been long enough ago. I just don't remember. But um, rather than take a bus over to the park... They had these great little boats that you would get on. and we did take the boat. I and I guess as long as you don't get seasick, it's a lovely way to get <laughs> between your resort and the park. It is. And I would not say it was so sloshy. It would be more for people who are like terrified of being well, on a boat and yeah. that it was going to sink. Because it's a canal, a very pretty canal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not like you're on, it's a small world and you're on a track. You're, it's literally a boat with a right. captain. Which we did have one. We, I was going to really say, the minute captain. you talked about the yeah. captain, I went, Disney should poach this guy. Yeah. Because he was just a lot of fun. Yeah. He had lots of like bad dad jokes and ridiculousness. Yes. So he was a very nice guy. Uh, so even though uh, we did try to access early entry again, much like Disney, they uh, they have one park that opens 
an hour ahead or a half hour? I'm sorry. I'm laughing to myself because I just had a flashback to what happened when we tried to get into the park the first time. Oh, Lord. Because, yes. and not that, not that we have not occasionally had problems with Disney tickets and we see people have themselves all screwed up at the front gate and hold up the line all the time. So it's not that Universal did anything bad, but for some reason, the tickets that we had both got assigned to my name. It was me. It was me trying to use the app and having not used the Universal app because I'm pretty proficient on the Disney app. But I was like, I'm going to do this with Universal. And when I tried to assign the tickets, I assigned me one. And then I was trying to assign the second ticket and I ended up assigning both tickets twice and they were both Jackie so but what I'm laughing about in my head was the gal that was was helping us um get into the park that day because you like presented her immediately with the issue and you were kind of adamant about it and just explaining all this stuff trying to rush back and get on I know you you were in a rush but she like took in everything that you said and then instead of answering you, she just looked at me and said, good morning. <laughs> I will admit it was a lot. I was a little stressed. I was that tourist that morning I going, I have a problem. I'm really frustrated because I was trying to do the right thing on my app and I couldn't. And, and yes, but, but she fixed it and it was not a big deal. Well, and by fixed, we just, I was Jackie one and you were Jackie two. I the was. difference was we hadn't used them. So the fingerprint was still mine. Yeah. They got we the- just had to remember which was which so that they didn't get mixed up. But so we did get in the park. We did. Uh, we were too late in people's opinions to get in the Hagrid line because mm-hmm. uh, it took a long time to get back and through there. It did well, and we had to stop and take our agency picture at the Globe, and uh, there were a couple of things. But so by the time we got in, the Hagrid line was already at like two hours, I think. Oh, at least it was crazy. I mean, and that was before the general public even got in. Oh, but you might want to add that the reason the line is so long is because... It's not on the Express Right. Pass. It, it is not on Express Pass. And until the very day that we are recording this episode, neither was Velocicoaster. Mm-hmm. However, today, Universal announced that Velocicoaster was going to be moving to the Express Pass. So, so apparently, moving forward, the only thing that's not included that's a major attraction is Haggard's Motorbikes, which is an awesome attraction, but I think they're maybe moving a little more toward the Disney model of the single most popular attraction in a park is not part of, it's not part of Genie Plus. You have to pay to ride it individually. And that's one thing that Universal has not done. There is no way to pay to get on, well, I take that back. I think you can do a VIP tour and they'll walk you on Hagrid's. Well, I should hope to kiss a pig because I'm sure that that is expensive. That's probably an experience that Universal offers too. No. They probably got a pig kissing booth in Dr. No. Seuss land. Maybe so. You don't know. Well, okay. So since you were talking about Velocicoaster, I actually do think that that's maybe the first thing that happened that day. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, like riding it? Mm-hmm. Well, what actually happened, we did go ride Forbidden Journey. Oh, I guess. Which actually, I think before we get to Velocicoaster, since since Forbidden Journey has has reared its head, the locker situation. 
I go off on my own tirades. It would be nice to hear someone else's opinion of the lockers at Universal. I I won't go on a tirade. It's just... That's why I thought you should go first, because you will be polite and demure. Well, okay. They do give you a free option. Yes. So I applaud them for that. But it's just kind of a, it's a cluster. You try to get back in there and everybody is. It's so crowded. People who haven't used them before don't understand what they're doing. And that causes an issue. If you don't have a really, really flat backpack or, or a little bag with you, you cannot fit it into the Because the free version really is like a wide mail slot. Yeah. It's probably, I don't know. We we did sort of take a picture with a dollar bill. It's probably six or eight inches tall and yeah. probably like eight to ten inches wide. It's it I is, would say it's maybe ten to twelve inches wide. But it is, it is it is flat. And it is not generous. No. It, it you you really need to, as opposed to when you go to a Disney theme park and you can take a decent backpack. Um, I know Disney is entering the world of lockers with Tron. Um, it's clear they've moved to the VelociCoaster version, which is you sort of load it from one side before you get on the attraction. And then as you exit, you're actually on the opposite side of the locker. So you open it from the back and take your stuff out. Um, and I think that's what's happening with Tron, but that is, that is probably one of my first things about Universal that I absolutely think they get wrong as opposed to Disney is the locker system. It's just well, so frustrating. Part of it is that the attractions that they have are are much more jostle you around, things, you know, take you upside down. And it's just, it's not safe to have all of that stuff with you. I mean, t- correct me if I'm wrong. Did they put, send you through a metal detector when you went on VelociCoaster to make sure you didn't have like change in your pockets? I think, I think so. I think, and I was. mean, I understand why that thing is flying over the heads of the people standing in line. And if somebody had anything, and I do mean anything, fly off of them, it could really hurt someone. Well, and for so, so, so I applaud them for at least trying to keep people safe. Yes, and and since since we've now, I mean, we started with Velocicoaster and then took the side trip in the lockers, but. One of the very first things after that that we did was was Velocicoaster because the line was still reasonable. And uh, it's it's an amazing roller coaster. I will say that. The, the height and the speed are pretty cool. You will have to be the person to tell this story because I was not going on that ride. I knew that it was just... Far, far too much for me. I would have gone on it at a, in another part in my life, but it's too much. Well, and and I don't mean to tell tales on someone who was also there on the on the uh, agency fam trip, but they were like, "Oh, I'm gonna ride it. I this is this is gonna be okay." And they're not really a roller coaster person, mm-hmm. and they were pretty shaken up. They had to go back to the hotel. They were like, and it is intense. It is absolutely one of the more intense roller coaster experiences I've had. Um, and, and you you pretty much hang upside down f- by your lap bar. I mean, it's it's a very intricate lap bar. I mean, it's really locking your legs in place. But you're like, whoa, I'm, I'm really hanging upside down here with just this thing kind of holding me in. It was because it, it, you have no shoulder harness. 
I know. And, I, and that's part of why I was also like, um, no. Now, when when you go back to things like theming, there's a very cool room where you sort of can see the the velociraptors like they're they're projected but they're so cool and there are a few animatronics mm-hmm. as you go through where they're sort of in their little iron muzzles but they they're breathing and build suspense they really do at the at the end of the queue right i just feel like on the attraction itself the theming sort of goes away there's a point where there's like a velociraptor but it's not even an audio animatronic Velociraptor. Now, granted, you're moving really fast, but I don't know. I was just a little disappointed in the actual storytelling once once the attraction began. So and, what you're saying is that you wanted a stationary Yeti with flashing lights. I, I would have taken a stationary <laughs> Velociraptor with a strobe light over okay. one that just stood still while I whizzed by. But he was outside, I thought. He was outside. I, I don't know. I and, and truly, I know probably most people who listen to this podcast are very much Disney enthusiasts. Um, and prob- I, I, But I know there are a lot of people out there with a lot of love for Universal. And I I can sort of see it. As we said, we think they do the resort really well. Um, the resort experience. Um, it's just a different vibe. It's a totally different vibe. I mean, there are definitely things that Disney would never allow as far as like the humor that they use. Their sense of humor is very irreverent. It's a little coarser. And of course, I think it's funny but i have a feeling that there might be some parents that would be not a fan um do you have do you remember an instance oh there's just like lots of um fart jokes and there are lots of fart jokes i mean the simpsons ride has got things that it's just like oh well okay um yeah i don't know i i can't i don't know that i can think of anything super specific at this point it's been too long but I just thought to myself, this is just some somebody else is captaining this ship. It is not Disney. Yeah. um, I guess the real reason that in past trips we have got, well, I went, well, you said you went as a high school kid, right? Or, um, I guess I was like 12, but I mean, that was. In California, when it still oh, right. was all the backstage tour right. and all that, it wasn't as theme parky as it became. It I, was more about the fact that it was a film company, right? And you could go on actual movie sets. In yeah, so it was it was right. the Jaws ride and it was King Kong and things like because that. Because I did, I think it's because my mom's husband really wanted to go try Universal at one point when we were on a trip that we went, and I was like, mm, okay. Okay, this is all right. It's not Disney. Um, and of course, as Harry Potter fans, that's what wooed us back. And yes. I think has and wooed I, so I many. Do, I do love the Wizarding World. I think that that is worth going to. And I think it's because, and we've said it on this show before, it's like competition is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Universal forces Disney to step up their game sometimes. And Disney has certainly forced Universal to step up their game. And I feel like the the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is Disney class detail mm-hmm. and Disney class mm-hmm. immersion. And Hagrid 
is one of those rides that did new and exciting things. Right. From the ride vehicle to the way that the um, vehicle moves, the the animatronics, I would say, are not next level, but they're they're not shabby. They exist. They're, they're, they're it serviceable. Is ex- it is exciting, though. It is an exciting ride. Yes. Yes. And, and a very, yes, a very good ride. It is a Disney class ride. And it's key- not a Rise of the Resistance level no, ride. Or but, even a but Guardian. The, but the queue, they really present a storyline that they carry from beginning middle to end right they do and when you're standing in that final area of the queue and the motorbike is like up on the roof and you can sort of see it through the through the ceiling and spoilers i i don't think that's (laughs) i would not consider that a great spoiler you're just i'm just teasing you because you're always like i don't want to know right but so i all right so what else is on your list of things that we wanted to talk about because Jackie was very efficient and she made no, a list. No, I was mostly just trying to refresh my memory because it has been a while since this trip happened. Um, oh, I wrote on here, Express Pass, not so express. Right. So we've talked about the fact that it exists, that you can purchase at a significant price the Express Pass or an even more significant price unless you stay at one of the deluxe resorts the unlimited express pass, but our experience was. Well, it's not like genie plus where you pick a time and then, you know, show up, you just show up and get in the line, but it seems like the express pass line and the regular line are about the same length. So I don't know. It just didn't seem like we saved all that much time. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was certainly my impression too, is they can call it whatever they want, and I'm sure it is. It's shorter than the regular line, of course. But you know, and I know a lot of people gripe about the Disney system and having to reserve that hour window. And you know, when the window closes, you're technically you're out of luck. You, we know there are certain exceptions, but but I really feel like that allows Disney to make sure that the line really doesn't get ridiculous. I mean. 15 minutes to 20 minutes is the most you should ever have to wait in a Disney Genie Plus line. And I feel that that's true, that Disney really makes that happen. What I will say, though, is that if you're a person who does not want to plan your day, you just want to kind of like run from thing to thing and whatever, like floats your boat at that moment, you can go do. That's universal. Right. And you touched on this earlier with the whole vibe thing. And it's like. Very early on, I think, in Universal's history down in Central Florida, they realized that they needed to market themselves as something other than Disney because mm-hmm. they just weren't. They, they're not Disney, you know, and they have certainly embraced the idea of, you know, when your kids outgrow the magic and the fantasy, bring them here on vacation. Yeah, and I think that there's something to be said for that, maybe. I would agree, but I also go, do you ever really outgrow the magic and the fantasy? No, I you know that there's a certain point where kids think everything is uncool. That's when they probably would want to go to Universal. Right, and Universal is is a more, I'm sure, from a 12-year-old standpoint, cool. Yeah. Um, But... But yeah, the, the, the express line, and I guess it all depends on what time of year you're there, but we were there in January. 
I, I can only imagine what, and I don't think there's a, I don't know this, so I shouldn't say, but I wonder if there's a limit on the number of express passes they'll sell. I don't know. All right. What else is on your list? Um, I said, and I know we talked about this at the time when we were there, but so many of the rides are kind of the same thing over and over again. They're very big on the projected screens while moving you around in the vehicle, kind of. Yeah. That's Fast and the Furious. That's, it's, Fast it's. Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Oh. Is that a ride? Yeah. I was thinking of Transformers that we did, but oh. I think there's a Fast and the Furious. Oh, um, I don't know But about that. also Escape from Gringotts is very much that. Forbidden Journey is, is a little different. Yeah. Forbidden Journey is a little more three-dimensional, actually passing through. And it has a different sort of ride vehicle. But there's still, it's still screens moving from, like, room to room. So, right. I don't know. And so, and then there's, then there's the roller coasters. But, and right. I don't know. It's just one of those things that I'm sure that if we really sat down and started comparing apples to apples with Disney, we'd find a whole bunch of stuff that was almost the same too. Well, so. some things, I mean, sometimes you go, Oh, that's fair. I mean, they're on different coasts, but Indiana Jones and dinosaur, we know they're the same yeah. ve- They're the same building and the same, but, but they're so incredibly different. You would never think of that off the bat. Yeah. Anyway. So I don't know, but I think some of our um, friends that we're with too are just like, I can't do one more of these um, rides with screens and 3D glasses. And 3D glasses. Well, there's, it's not, yeah, I guess some of them do and some of them don't have glasses, but it was making them motion sick, even though they were like, I know we're barely moving, but it's just as make, it's making my head hurt. I was like, fair, fair, fair. Um, Other things that were, a little bit different. We experienced the bottomless diet Coke for the first time, which I actually thought that was kind of a cool uh, system that they had. Yeah. That's, that's one I would say Disney pay attention. Cause uh, now I don't think Jackie was at the counter while I was trying to order it. Cause I was very confused by the signage because I was like, what now it's cheaper the next day if i come back no they give you a refillable mug that has a chip in the bottom so it's activated for the day and you can fill it up at any places that refills them you know all day long which is great and i think that was 18 dollars. i don't know for the, what but, was confusing but was what's cool to me is that they have these machines although i swear they hide them you really have to like ask where where they are throughout the park but the chip is activated so when you put it underneath the fountain it knows that it's a, yeah. it's like all right to give you soda but if right. it isn't activated it will not dispense soda right and there are places you could stand in line that are like walk-ups or you know that are like a, a cart where you can get it done but in some of the restaurants they have those magic coke machines where you can pick the flavor and pick the diet or not diet or caffeine free that was one where it at recognized the chip. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and the thing that I had been confused by that was finally explained in a way that I understood it was the more cups you buy, the cheaper it is. 
If you just buy one cup, right, if you buy them for the family, there's a bit of a discount. But, boy, that signage isn't intuitive. I was really confused. But, anyway, that that was very much a positive that I go, kudos, Universal. Good job. Now, the not great thing, in my opinion, is the, I don't know, the food choices. I just was not excited by any of it. And then the the one experience that our friends had when just trying to order some tacos Ugh. was ridiculous. And it wasn't just them. It was like something weird was going on with the whole restaurant. It, it was like La Bamba tacos I, or I Taqueria, think I think. Something. But it was like they had already been waiting for them for like 20, 25 minutes. And then they came out and said, we're sorry, your order will be another like 20 or 30 minutes. Right. Cause they like, were like, what? where's our order? And they're like, Oh, we'll go check. It was, it was clearly an epic fail on the restaurant's part. And yeah, as you say, the restaurant wasn't even crowded. Yeah. And we heard, I heard them saying basically the same thing to other tables of people. So I don't know what happened in the kitchen or what happened with their computer system, but it was, it was not good. I'm glad I was not working at that restaurant that day. And they they did cancel the order for them, but I feel like if something that major happened at Disney, Disney would have tried to appease them in some way and try to make it right. And they just were just kind of like, well, sorry, bye. And yeah, yeah I, I and we have talked on the show about the fact that Disney does need to pay their cast members better. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like Disney, no offense, universal people, and especially not the guy on the boat. But I do feel like, and maybe it's that the kind of people that are good at customer service are just a little more drawn to Disney and the magic of Disney. And they want to be a part of that park more than they want to be a part of someplace like I, Universal. I am not sure what it is because we, there were several people as I was thinking back over the trip that made me laugh a lot in line um, that that were great. Our, then, our hostess at, uh, at the Simpsons. Simpsons was she was so a fun. But there's some people that are miserable and they show it. And they're not afraid to tell you. There was that, I don't know what that person's problem was that like, we just kept putting her hand in front of our friend's face. Remember when he was trying to go forward in the line and she didn't want him to go. And it was just like, just tell me that oh. you don't want me to go. Don't put your hand in my face. Um, and then the guy and I... <laughs> we were waiting for Hagrid. It was very long. And this guy looked miserable. And so I said, good morning to him. Cause I thought maybe he could just use a smile and like an encouraging word. And I wasn't trying to be like little Miss Sunshine or anything. And he just looked at me and didn't say anything. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so then the person behind us said to him, how many more hours about the wait for the ride? And he says, for you or for me? And I (laughs) lost it. I laughed so hard, but I think he was serious. I think he was. I think he is a universal employee. He is not a Disney employee. He was a little sour. Or cast member. All right. What else was on your list to discuss? Um, I don't know. Because we spent... A full day there, and 
we went back to the resort uh, for for the evening because we were kind of walked out, especially after a week at Disney. Yeah. Uh, and the group was trying to decide what to do for dinner. And a bunch of folks were all excited about going to the chocolate emporium and were, you know, they were so excited, but what they hadn't thought about was that it was a Saturday night in a theme park resort area where they got over there and it was like, they, they couldn't even get a, you know, they, they wouldn't even accept anybody on the waiting list at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, So they ended up, I guess, getting pizza somewhere or near at the resort we ended up at the trotteria what did you th- and what did you think of that meal because mm-hmm. i got the, oh, with the tutorial yeah i got the i got the pasta station um i which i was got 30 dollars sa- but... salad but it was really good and we ended up going back to the tutorial for um brunch oh right too, for breakfast because it was day. just right there in our I and guess they did it, like I an guess it was in a, station in the morning. It was in a different building, but it was just right across the way. It was very convenient. Right. I thought it was it was good. Yeah, I would certainly recommend it if somebody was staying there. Because sure, is thirty bucks a little much for unlimited pasta or a breakfast bar? Yeah, but not when you're at a resort in Florida. I yeah. mean, let's face it, we know what they charge for buffet food at a character breakfast. But I at will Disney. say it still in my opinion, did not hold a candle to restaurants at Disney. Yeah. I, going back to the whole talk. It, oh, cause one of their restaurants and I don't remember which it is, but has that, you know, we were voted number one dining restaurant in a theme park. And I'm like, by who and when? And I think I read, it was like coaster enthusiast and granted oh. coaster enthusiast. Those people aren't Gaga over Disney. They're looking for their coaster thrills in places like Cedar Point and some of the parks around the country that really specialize in thrill coasters. Mm-hmm. So I go, okay, because this, I can't fathom that that any of these places, you know, that your place comes close to anything in World Showcase. I mean, La Cellier or, or yeah. yeah, the, yeah, or Tempanetto. I mean, there's just some world class chef de France. It's like, yeah, Disney has world class dining. What else? Anything that we have neglected to share with the folks? I don't know. I guess the only thing that I will say is that I thought our room was spacious. Yeah, after the tiny Disney room we yes. were in, it felt like it w- it was like we could do cartwheels yes. and not hit anything. But I will still say that like the theming of it, the the decor was just kind of meh, you know. But again, we've said many times hotel rooms are for sleeping in. Yes. But it was nice to be able to spread out. Right. So, as we sort of wrap up this trip to Universal, I, I guess I ask you, what are the things that Universal does right, in your opinion? Well, if you are a thrill seeker, you're probably going to be happier at Universal. Um, Although I will, I, I do feel like Disney with Tron and with I suppose Galactic they, Rewinds, they're stepping up their thrill game. They are. Because they need to. They need to compete with the thrilling stuff you can do at Universal. 
Um, I Harry Potter, any of the Wizarding World stuff, that is tops with me. Yeah. And certainly a reason to take at least a day out of your Disney vacation. If you're a Harry Potter fan, they do it all incredibly well. I mean, even down to the ice cream shop, which we didn't go to this time, but oh, but, but so it does though. like lavender ice cream and Earl Grey tea ice cream and mm-hmm. just very British, very Harry Potter stuff. Um, I feel, even though I didn't get to do uh, Volcano Bay as a travel agent, I've trained on that system. And, and you know, so I know about it. That sounds like there is a lot that, that Universal does right at at Volcano Bay in terms of they give you a wristband, which is very much like a magic band that they just give you when you arrive. And, of course, you have to turn it back in. But it's called the Tapu Tapu. And you mm-hmm. get to, you know, if you go up to an attraction you want to do, you tap it and it gives you a return time. So in that sense, it's sort of like they give you free lightning lane. Or free genie plus that so so I would I certainly would say they're doing their water park right even though I didn't go this trip. Um, what else? I mean, we've said the theming at the resort is nice. The rooms are are certainly more spacious, at least at the deluxe resort than where we were staying at at mm-hmm. yeah, Bay Lake I Tower. Guess, I guess that's something to point out. It was a deluxe resort. I don't know what the other resorts are like. Right. Uh, but certainly if you're, if you're interested in that unlimited express pass, even as we said, the lines can be challenging, you know, when you, when you, when you take into account that that's something that you get as a perk for staying at the deluxe resorts, I would definitely say, consider that value when you're, when you're looking at, at where you may choose to spend your time. Well, and I don't remember what it was, but what was that gigantic event that they had going on in Oh, there was a big soccer thing. What is that called? City uh, Walk? Yeah, in City Walk that had sort of taken over the whole thing. So, I suppose that it if those types of events are something you're interested in, they People seemed to be having a great time. Ooh, I'll also give a shout out, even though we didn't get to try it this time. I really am intrigued and would love to the next time we go back because we love escape rooms. And Universal has created their own movie themed escape rooms. Right now it's Jurassic Park and uh, what's the other one? Oh, Back to the Future. Uh, and they, so they have themed escape rooms. Now they're a little pricey. But they sound really cool. And the ultimate goal is that they would be able to switch them out from time to time. Um, so what are the things we feel that Universal just doesn't quite nail? Well, I, I mean, I think we already said it. It's just it's the the Disney class service that we talk about just isn't there all the time. The The food in the parks. You know, and I have not been for one of their celebrations like Mardi Gras seems, I mean, that's kicked off just after we left. And, you know, but when you look at all of the people blogging about all the different Disney stuff at the festivals and and things that are that are out for special events and they're just there just doesn't seem to be the attention to fun and and quality food at the Universal Parks that that exists elsewhere. But as, as we've said before, 
It's like you don't have to know where you want to eat 60 days ahead of time at Universal. Mm -hmm. In fact, it doesn't matter if you know where you want to eat 60 days ahead at Universal. You walk up to a restaurant and you turn in your name and you get seated. And so it's just it's just a different sort of vacation for maybe somebody that doesn't want to have to plan everything out as much as you need. Now, I'm not saying you have to plan every single thing when you go to Disney. It's just we know that if you do, you get more things accomplished. Right. Um, and I will also say this was just us for a couple of days in Universal. We have not spent nearly as much time there. And so maybe if we spent more time there, maybe we would have a different We might takeaway. find some more favorite places or, right. you know, the being able to walk to the theme park was was nice from the resort hotel. It was, what, a 10, 15 minute Yeah, walk? and that was great because you could walk or take the boat and it was, they it was both, both ways were really um, very lovely. It, the scenery was nice. So I guess in short, go to go to Universal if it strikes your fancy, and especially if you're a Harry Potter fan. Just know it's going to be a different experience. Oh, I suppose, and we didn't experience it this time, but we were there for the Macy's parade one year, and uh, if if that were a Disney parade, Walt Disney would just spin and spin in his grave. Because I'm like, what is this? You're just used to a certain level of parade and entertainment. Now, we didn't stay for the late night fireworks show, but I I can't fathom I it. I actually comes... wish that we would have seen it so we would have something to compare it to, but we were all But so I'm tired. it's no enchantment. It's no harmonious. It's no phantasmic. So, so anyway... We hope you've enjoyed listening to some of the things that we we experienced on our trip to Universal. Do you have any words of parting wisdom? No. Just I hope that people were not bored to tears. <laughs> so be sure to put in the comment section if you were not <laughs> bored to tears because Jackie really needs to hear that sometimes. Um, but we certainly appreciate you listening. And if you are planning a trip to Disney or Universal, and please don't think I'm a Universal hater. I just want people to know what they're getting and how it differs from a Disney vacation. Because I have clients who really just, that's the vacation they want is a universal vacation. And I don't blame them one bit. There are fun resorts and there are fun theme parks and a great water park. And coming in 2024, I believe, or early 25 is going to be that new epic universe across town. You're going to have to take like a monorail to it. They're getting more and more Disney every day. But anyway, if you would like someone to help you plan a Disney or a Universal vacation or a vacation anywhere, for that matter, Europe, ooh, Disneyland Paris, check that out. Uh, but please uh, message me, leave, leave a comment here, or check me out, Sean, at Briar and Main on Facebook, or the Briar and Main Travel Boutique website, Briar and Main Travel Boutique dot com forward slash Sean, or I'm even on Insta now. Hurry back to Sean. And if you're in the Quad Cities and looking for some great entertainment, Tristan is all over the place. My regular co-host at Circa 21 and at his own Mockingbird on Main, where they're doing some great stuff and on Living Local. So um, we sure appreciate you listening. We couldn't do this without you. And uh, I guess we will see you real soon.